This is the One About Retirement podcast with Rhett Wood and Mark Rose from Retirement Income Strategies. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Rhett and Mark provide their clients and prospects with the information they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is the One About Retirement podcast with Rhett Wood and Mark Rose. Hello, and welcome back to the One About Retirement. My name is Rhett Wood, and he's Mark Rose. If at any point during the show you want to learn more information about us, feel free to give us a call at 405-703-3858, or you can visit us online at retirementincomeok.com. While at our website, feel free to head over to our media page where you can check out our past shows and subscribe to our show on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. That way you're always kept up to date with our latest episodes. So, Mark... What's been going on with you? You've been doing a little bit of world traveling, right? We have been. Uh, I have been on some traveling. I went to the country of Panama. We uh, had a mission trip with our church that there were seven of us that went down to a little city called David, Panama, which our church has had a relationship with for the last 10 years, a church down in that community. And so we've sent multiple groups down there. My oldest daughter, Abby, has been down there three or four years ago, I guess three years ago. And so I got to go uh, this and it's, year. It's uh, summertime down there, right? It is very, very hot. Middle of summer there because they have a rainy season, but there was no rain. So this was middle of summer, blazing, almost triple digit hot heat <laughs> that we had to deal with. And what we were doing was putting a roof, building a roof on a local church. Oh, very so cool. other groups had gone in and poured the footing, did the concrete work for the foundation. Another group had gone in and and erected 10 steel vertical poles to be the supports, our group was going to spend a week putting the, hanging the trusses and all the work to put the roof on. And then we had, you know, they're all in meters down there. Right. Little did, little did I know. A little different. It's not inches. And I think the Spanish word I learned, the Spanish word for inches, I think is pagado. So we had to convert pagados, inches into First Spanish to English yes. and then meters to yes, and so I think I think the uh, we finally realized that the skin, the aluminum we were putting on the roof was one meter wide by seven meters long. Yeah. So for us, three, three foot, foot for about 22, 23 feet, and so we it was and with the sun reflecting off of that, it was very very hot. Helps you get a nice tan maybe. Yes, yes, yes. But it was good work. Nobody got hurt. We were protected and they sent us pictures uh, this last week. They sent us pictures of they were able to have their first church service in the uh underneath the um underneath roof the roof on the foundation. Of course there's no walls right now, but they were able to have it in there. So that was fun and made us smile and thankful that we were a part of it. So, Well, very cool. Yeah, it was good. Thanks for asking. Yeah. Today, we're going to be talking about 10 tips to control expenses in retirement, and this is based on an August 2018 article from the U.S. News and World Report. And you know what? Retirement is different for everyone. You know, some individuals retire just as expected according to a plan. Others have retirement spring on them, you know, earlier than expected due to things like layoffs or health reasons. And no matter how your retirement begins, controlling your expenses during retirement is important for any retiree. So we often think of cutting expenses as something painful or uncomfortable. 
But today we're going to look at some of the tips that can make that process less of a negative proposal. The first tip we're going to talk about is cut where it doesn't hurt, meaning prioritize your cost. Now, last episode, in episode 33, we talked about spending less in retirement. And so this is going to continue a little bit of that thought and then expand it even more for this week. What are your most important expenditures? Are you paying for services that you don't use? These are some of the questions to think about. Could you eliminate expenses by cutting back on cable or cell phone services that you don't use that often? And maybe you no longer need to shop at the big box store. You probably don't need a four-gallon pack of orange juice if it's just you or you and your spouse. You know, no matter how great a bargain it may seem, it's still that might be more than you would use and it and it ruins or you know, you don't use it all and you have to throw it out. Sometimes the best bargain probably is the purchase that you don't make. Now, for my daughters, when they go shopping, they it's great because they'll come back and say, it was like 50% it was off. On sale. It was on sale. And I said, yes, that still cost us 50% of whatever you <laughs> whatever you would have spent. You still oh, spent money. But it's that I think we have a built-in desire to to and think about if we if we save money, then it's a bargain. Well, maybe you don't have to save you don't have to spend the money and then you save a hundred percent of it. Yeah, cutting back on these costs, it's something we always talk about it in uh, with my mom's uh, situation because she's, she's approaching retirement. We talk about what she spends on a monthly basis, mm-hmm. and one of our biggest things that she talks about is cable. You know, you you pay this amount for cable, and she watches two two channels. You right. know, uh, I get a lot of flack because I'm millennial, and uh, you know, you heard of cable cutters or cable nevers. Mm-hmm. Well, that's one of my things I cut back on. But there's lots of different areas that people can cut back on their expenses. Uh, you know, we're going to talk about another tip also, and, and it kind of deals with things like throw pillows, uh, things that you have around the house that you might not be using. So you sell it, um, you know, sell what you aren't using. Do you have a basement full of old books, toys, sports equipment, uh, tools that you don't use anymore? Instead of letting it just sit there, you could sell that stuff on eBay hey, or Craigslist. Hey, hey, hold on. I was okay with the books and the toys and the, and the <laughs> maybe, throw pillows. Maybe not the tools. You huh? kind of hurt hey, me when you whoa. said the tools. Cut you deep there. Cut oh, you deep. That's, yeah. that's a little close because I might need that one tool oh, yeah. in, in three years. And I if I have it. Then you know, they rent tools. Yeah, you're right. You know, I know that you do this with uh, some of your old camera equipment on eBay, right? I do. In fact, that's how I ended up being able to pay for my trip to Panama was that I looked at my studio photography equipment that I, I really wasn't using anymore and thought, I can eBay some of this stuff. Someone, this is number one, valuable to someone. Yep. It just needs to get in the right hands or people see it. And the eBay or Craigslist is a great way to do that where you can get rid of it. It's not in your way anymore. You get a little bit of money for it and then someone else gets to use it and loves it. Yeah, and the truth is we, we all probably have stuff like that. You know, we... Uh, uh, unfortunately, lots of people tend to collect stuff over time that just sits there and, and has no value to you if you're not using it unless you sell it. So another thing that you can do if you're not selling it is, you know, donate those items to, to charity. You don't get cash, but you might possibly get a tax deduction. I know in the town that I'm from, there's a there's a local place where you can drop off, you know, everything, clothes, furniture, household goods, food. And, and when you take it there, they give you a little receipt and you can get a small tax deduction for that. Uh, and don't just focus on the small stuff. You might have things that are around like, uh, you know, even an old boat that you used to take out when you were kids or on vacation or, a, you know, stuff like that that you just don't use anymore. Um, 
vehicles. You know, it, it sounds kind of funny to have a, a vehicle sitting around, but, um, you know, I, I live on a farm and there's a, there's an old vehicle on the property that is worth something in scrap metal, but doesn't run anymore. Um, if you and your spouse are both retired, do you truly both need, uh, two cars or do you need that extra car? When you look around your home, think of everything you don't use as a dollar sign. Uh, the secondhand market is growing. According to ThreadUp.com, one of the leading resale companies online, in their 2018 resale report, the resale market is growing 24 times faster than the traditional retail market. The resale industry is expected to double to $41 billion by 2022. Wow, and that's a big opportunity. So you have things maybe that are lying around the house that could be turned into value. And even if you're not, well, I don't, I don't feel safe doing it on Craigslist or I don't know how to do eBay. There are also services that will help you with that or ask one of your grandkids. Yeah. They, they know, they know how to do it. So, um, that can be, you know, possibly a game changer. Now I'm not suggesting that my closet full of Hawaiian shirts are worth anything, but you know, maybe we need to bring Hawaiian shirt Friday back you want this to? summer. Maybe when it warms up a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We transitioned to Paisley shirt Friday, but that's, it's so overwhelming for some folks when they come in and see us in those Paisley's shirts. It's pretty, you know, it's loud. Yes. It's very loud. Maybe. Okay. Hawaiian shirt. Let's do it. We'll bring it back. So there was also an article on Forbes.com. Secondhand clothes are a threat and an opportunity. There's also a cultural shift happening towards this idea of secondhand materials or secondhand clothes. It used to have a stigma of being only, you know, for people that didn't have very much money. What we used to consider old is now called vintage and accompanied by the trendy value of, you know, authentic. Secondhand stars rising and the stigma, you know, is gone for a lot of people. I know my daughters. In fact, this morning, my youngest daughter came into my closet, which doesn't happen very often. She came into my closet and said, hey, it's tourist day at high school. Can I wear one of your shirts? <laughs> and I didn't know whether to say, you know, be, be th- happy and proud. Oh, yeah, you can wear one of my shirts. I was like, oh, you say I dress like a tourist. <laughs> so uh, I, I don't know whether, whether that was good or bad, but that, that happened today. And the well-known fashion designer Stella McCartney said she believes that the future of fashion is circular. It will be restorative and regenerative by design, and the clothes we love will never end up going to waste. And of active secondhand shoppers, people who've spent over $10,000 on secondhand clothes in a two-year period, 13% of them were millionaires, which is not something you really think about. But even the people that do have the ability to go buy brand new stuff are looking at some of that vintage and authentic stuff. And so they're definitely, you know, talking about the idea of what's being recycled and reused again. And so... You, know, you never know. That's what, you Those know, what, Hawaiian shirts of mine are coming back. And <laughs> uh, what they say, one's man, one man's trash is another man's treasure. Uh, the next tip is not only valuable for retirees, but it's important for any individual. Uh, control your credit. Mm. As you approach retirement, you should be paying down debt. Many financial services professionals would tell you to avoid taking out new loans. Credit card debt tends to have a high interest rate, so it's what we consider you know, a bad debt. Uh, so if you're running a balance, it might be beneficial for you to pay it off as soon as you can. Uh, don't necessarily worry if you're carrying a mortgage into retirement. That's something that a lot of people uh, face, but I would encourage you know, the less debt, including that mortgage that you're able to have when you get to retirement, the easier it is to meet your income needs. Uh, you, have, you have plenty of company though. There's lots of people who carry debt throughout retirement, but the less that you have, the easier that transition will be someday. 
But there can be a feeling of security know that you're living in a home that's free and clear also. So there's a benefit to paying those things off. There is, and we encourage that. The most circumstances, that's going to be, you know, there's just the emotional freedom of knowing that. But it's paid for. That's true. Uh, It's paid for, and we're comfortable with that. But traditionally, homeowners looked forward to paying off their mortgage before retirement and living out the golden years without that burden of a monthly house payment. But that scenario is becoming less common, according to a recent survey. This survey, Retirement and Mortgages, by national mortgage banker American Financing, found that 44% of Americans between the ages of 60 and 70 still have a mortgage when they retire. And as many as 17% of those surveyed say they don't feel like they'll ever pay off their mortgage. The survey also found that 32% predict that they will be paying their mortgage for at least eight more years into retirement. Well, our time is up for the first portion of the show. Uh, Do you have anything we'd like to add to this before we wrap up? Preparing for retirement can be overwhelming and even nerve-wracking, but you don't have to do it alone. Rhett and myself, we want to encourage you to visit our website at retirementincomeok.com or call our office at 405-703-3858. We want to help you prepare for the retirement that you've worked so hard for. Most people plan on taking their Social Security benefits at one of three ages, 62, 66, or 70. But did you know that there are over 20,000 calculations that could be run to determine the best time for you to file? Call Retirement Income Strategies at 405-703-3858 or visit retirementincomeok.com to request your complimentary Social Security Maximization Report that will help you learn how you can get the most out of your benefit. Hello and welcome back to The One About Retirement. My name is Rhett Wood and he's Mark Rose from Retirement Income Strategies. If at any point during our show you want to learn more information about us, feel free to give us a call at 405-703-3858. You can also visit us online at retirementincomeok.com or find us on Facebook by searching Retirement Income OK. Today, we have been talking about 10 tips to control expenses in retirement outlined in an August 2018 article from the U.S. News and World Report. And so far, we've covered three of those tips. Number one, cut where it doesn't hurt. Two, sell what you aren't using. And three, control your credit. Well, the next tip deals with something many retirees plan to do during retirement, and that's travel. Simply put, use your head when you travel. A little research can go a long way in saving money on travel costs. Scour the internet for hotel bargains or book on HomeAway or Airbnb. Maybe fly midweek or travel during the colder seasons when rates are lower. Many airlines will alert you to special fares and packages. You can use your schedule flexibility as an advantage for you. And now is actually a good time to travel abroad because the dollar is strong and so the comparison rates and you'll get a good exchange rate. But you save more money staying closer to home. Perhaps you can go visit the kids or grandkids and stay with them for free. They would love that. I'm sure they would. Yes, they would love that. So whatever you choose, keep your budget in mind. You will also want to plan for costs while you're on vacation or on the road. Keep an eye on websites like gasbuddy.com where cheaper gas might just be, you know, one more mile away that you can wait until you get to the next gas station to be able to fill up on a little bit less expensive gas. Yeah, those are all great ideas. And, and, you know, we experience this with our own clients is that traveling is a big part of retirement goals for many people. So it's a, it's a great way for you to stay occupied and stay entertained in retirement and, and entertainment 
that, that's a big part of retirement as well. That's why tip number five is find free entertainment. Your community likely offers free summer concerts and fall festivals. I know we have the arts festival every year. That's a big, huge hit. Uh, uh, the park over and more does concerts. And so there's always different community events and things going on. And, and check out the public library for free seminars, book clubs, movies, lectures. Your church or veterans association or social clubs often provide rewarding activities at little or no cost. And many communities offer adult educational classes ranging from things like foreign languages to ballroom dancing, uh, pottery, you know, who knows what all is offered in your area. And don't hesitate to get a senior pass for the movie theater or state park. Now, the next tip might be pretty hard to swallow, but it's definitely something to consider. And that tip is put the kibosh on your kids. Now, you're used to paying the bills for your young ones or whether when they're maybe living in the house with you, but you don't have to do it when they grow up and they're adults. While you're free to help them out if you can afford it, there's no law that says you have to subsidize their rent or come up with a down payment for a car or for a house. And so, you know, a lot of folks spend thousands of dollars raising their kids. Well, at some point, you know, now's the time to let them fly on their own and perhaps uh, including the airfare for their honeymoon is a way to do that literally. But the idea is to think about how that, how's that transition going to happen? Um, they're going to be grown people and need to make their own way and, and pay for their own things and not be reliant upon you for their whole life. In most cases to be able to help you, you know, your money is for you or you and your spouse. Yeah, they'll get whatever's left over someday, maybe. Yeah, and so that's that's a difficult conversation because some people feel like, well, I'm turning my back on them or I, you know, this sounds terrible to say, but, you know, this money is for us or we're not suggesting to be selfish, but have a conversation with your kids. Have that idea of saying, hey, you know, mom and dad need to make sure that we are going to have enough as we age and are thinking about expenses and healthcare expenses and all those things maybe we need to start transitioning and at some point we're going to, you know, pull back from helping you out with, with everything. That's part of growing up. Yeah. That's, that was a pretty tough tip. I can hear all my fellow millennials groaning. I'm pretty sure. Right. I know that's, but as a parent of two daughters, I'm like, at some point this makes sense. Yeah. You know, let's teach them to be responsible. doesn't mean we can't help them out with emergency or things happen, but as a general rule, what's what's the show failure to launch you know (laughs) not that i'm recommending the show but it's the idea that a grown 30 40 year old son is still living with mom and dad Uh, at some point let the birdie maybe you kick him out (laughs) Out of the nest nest let the birdie fly out of the nest so i think that's a a tip that you have to think about your own unique situation but it's not something that's you know the worst idea possible right Well, the next tip is uh, we could call it, you know, going green, maybe Uh, something as simple as turning off the lights when you leave a room can make an impact on your electric bill. And that sounds simple, but, you know, little things like that add up over time, you know, maybe dial down the heat when you can. Uh, Sometimes you can leave the windows open at night instead of leaving on the air conditioning. You know, they've got these uh, new smart thermometers that you can control from your phone that can really help you control, you know, when that... uh, heater or air conditioning is running if you're not there. Uh, Maybe you can combine trips or trade in a thirsty SUV for a a gas-sipping sedan. Some additional tips for saving money by going green in the home can be found at smallfootprintfamily.com in their blog post, How to Save Money by Going Green. And some of the highlights include 
line drying your clothes. Dryers don't even come with an Energy Star rating. That's how bad they are in terms of energy consumption. Uh, line or rack drying your clothes saves a ton of energy and therefore prevents air and water pollution from power plants. I remember doing that as a kid in my, Ardmore growing up. My family did that. Yes, yep. we would go. That was part of my job is to go hang the clothes. Out on the line. On the clothesline. Yep. I don't even know if my kids would know what a clothespin was used for. That's interesting. You know, the, uh, the property that I just bought had uh, posts in the backyard for hanging the clothes out to dry yeah, still the, the t-post yeah the big where, the big yes, yep pus. but yes, uh yes. you know and even in our house we don't we don't hang out the clothes to dry outside but we typically on shirts and things like that we only dry it for a few minutes and then we hang it up to just air dry in the living room uh, so you know kind of a in-between mode there another thing that you can do is wash your clothes in cold water uh, clothes get just as clean but without the energy spent on heating the water and the easiest move in terms of set it and forget it is to install those programmable thermostats that I mentioned this handy little device allows you to program your heat or AC to come on right before you get home and turn down while you're gone or asleep this can save a ton of money to your utility bills especially when you consider the number of years that those pennies add up over well, our time is coming to an end for this segment. Uh, our goal at Retirement Income Strategies in our planning process is to truly provide our clients with clarity, knowing that they're going to have the comfortable retirement that they have worked so hard for. Visit our website at retirementincomeok.com or call our office at 405-703-3858. We'll be right back after these messages. When you lose a spouse, you are faced with a whirlwind of emotions and decisions. Finances are the last thing on your mind. At Retirement Income Strategies, we focus on making life transitions easier. That's why we have put together a helpful guide that focuses on what women should do before they lose their spouse. Give us a call at 405-703-3858 or retirementincomeok.com to get your copy. Life transitions are never easy, but we can help. Hello and welcome back to The One About Retirement. My name is Rhett Wood and he's Mark Rose and we're from Retirement Income Strategies. If at any point during the show you want to learn more information or have questions for us, we'd love to talk to you. Feel free to give us a call at 405-703-3858. You can also find us online at www.retirementincomeok.com or search us on Facebook by typing in Retirement Income OK. Today we are talking about 10 tips to control expenses in retirement. And this is based on a article from the U.S. News and World Report from August 2018, and so far we've covered seven of the tips that they had. We've talked about cutting expenses on things that don't hurt. Number two, sell what you aren't using. Three, we've looked at controlling your credit as you approach retirement. We've talked about, you know, planning ahead and, and using your head when you travel. We've talked about the many different varieties of free entertainment that people can enjoy in their communities. And we've talked about, you know, cutting the cord of the credit card bills that you help support your kids on. And we've talked about, you know, saving money on your energy bills by going green. So what are the next tips that we've got for controlling expenses in retirement? Well, the next one can be a bit confusing. It's save on saving. Now, the idea here is you should find ways to minimize the amount your Social Security benefit is taxed. According to a May 2018 U.S. News & World Report article that was entitled How to Minimize Social Security Taxes, here are two options to mitigate taxes on your Social Security benefits. One, factor in state taxes. Where you live can play a role in whether your Social Security payments will be taxed. Most states don't tax Social Security income, but however, 
13 states tax Social Security income, and often with exceptions for low-income retirees, according to Walters Kluwer data. The states that tax Social Security income include Colorado, Connecticut, Kansas, Minnesota, Missouri, Montana, Nebraska, New Mexico, North Dakota, Rhode Island, Utah, Vermont, and West Virginia. At least not Oklahoma. Not Oklahoma was not in there, so Oklahoma does not tax Social Security payments as far as state taxes. Now, the second part of this, the idea to reduce taxes, is set up Social Security tax withholding. Those who do owe taxes on their Social Security payments can elect to make quarterly estimated tax payments to the IRS or have federal taxes withheld from monthly payments. You can have 7, 10, 12, or 22% of your monthly benefit withheld for taxes, but you cannot select a different percentage or a flat dollar amount. Setting up tax withholding is generally more convenient than having a, to pay a tax bill every quarter or you know having to have the big surprise at the end of the year where you have a big tax bill because you didn't take any of your federal taxes out of your benefit. So in most cases, we do encourage folks to set up where federal taxes will come out of their Social Security payment. Yeah, and that's that's true in, in more things than just your Social Security. Not in every situation, but in many, we encourage people on, on those taxable sources that you've got, have them withhold it. That way you're not hit with a big surprise bill at the end of the year. Yes. Uh, another tip is to don't cover your neighbor's social media posts. You know, uh, everybody posts the really nice, shiny new things on social media, and we see smiling people living ideal lives on TV and all over the Internet. But remember, these images are carefully selected and edited, and other people are not having a better time than you. Focus on living the kind of retirement that's right for you. In fact, the CNBC article entitled, There's Now Analytical Proof Behind Keeping Up with the Joneses, examined the fact that flashy spending by lottery winners appears to pressure neighbors into spending more themselves. Hmm. Interesting, isn't it? Yeah. And the larger the lottery reward a lucky gambler collects, the more likely his or her neighbors are to file for bankruptcy. According to a new working paper from the Philadelphia Federal Reserve that sought to find analytical backing for the keeping up with the Joneses theory, uh, the research found that social pressure to compete with one's neighbor on exciting new purchases is so great that it leads to a significant increase in both the amount of credit and mortgages people are willing to incur, the paper found. So while the neighbors might not be lottery winners, trying to keep up with every single person on the block and all your peers on social media could be financially dangerous as well. And I think this is interesting. When you when I listen to you say that, this comes to mind with once again, I've got teenage daughters and this idea of fear of missing out. Oh yeah. And the way social media just feeds that addiction that hey, I have to have this and I want to have this because, you know, my friends or other kids at school, I'm seeing their pictures and it's all wonderful and beautiful and there's so much better of a life than what I have. I th- I think I know this doesn't deal with retirement, but I think that it's such a devastating way to be able to grow up. I mean, puts a lot of pressure. Yes. We didn't have that, you know, even with you being a millennial and especially me being older, we didn't have that pressure. We had the ability that, yeah, we might've faced it at school and the clicks and all the stuff that we dealt with at school. But once we went home, you were away from that. I didn't have a smartphone. I didn't, (laughs) I didn't see it 24 hours a day and have that pressure just crushing down on me. And so encourage, you know, I guess the encouragement that I want to talk about is 
you know, encourage your grand, your kids or your grandkids that, you know, sometimes turning that social media off and realizing that there, there's not, don't feel like you're missing out on stuff just because you don't have everything that everyone else does. There's a benefit to walking away from that and not, not feeling that pressure, but it is definitely a, a pressure that, you know, folks, I would say most of kids are facing, but folks in general are facing now. Yeah. I always try to remember, uh, just when you see people that have the shiny new car or the great big house, doesn't mean they own it. It might uh-huh. mean they're in a lot of debt. Right. And that puts a lot of stress and pressure on you as well. And it makes it even that much harder to save for retirement. So, uh, you know, uh, if you've ever read a good book out there, the, uh, the millionaire next door talks about the behaviors of first generation millionaires. And a lot of those people were able to live within their means and resist the temptation to keep up with the Joneses. Yep. Yep. And so don't get sucked into that. So that brings us to the final tip of the show. Rely on friends and family. Don't, don't be afraid to ask for a favor. And then when, when you're asked, you know, don't, don't be afraid to reciprocate. You can save money driving each other to the store or the doctor's office. Instead of calling a Lyft or Uber, you know, you, you can have help. If someone else is going to the store, see if you can go with them. It takes a little bit of planning, but you can do that. Maybe exchange yard work for housework or financial expertise for culinary skills. Help each other out. When you rely on others, you benefit from the companionship as well. And as usual, the time has flown by and now our time is up for this week's show. Uh, visit our website at www.retirementincomeok.com or call our office at 405-703-3858. At Retirement Income Strategies, we are dedicated to providing you with information to help you make sound decisions and build a retirement on a solid foundation. And if you have any questions about today's show or any comments, please do not hesitate to contact us. And this concludes episode 34 for The One About Retirement with Mark Rose and Rhett Wood. We're from Retirement Income Strategies. Hope you have a great week. Thank you for listening to The One About Retirement podcast. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Rhett Wood or Mark Rose at Retirement Income Strategies. Call 405-703-3858 or visit them online at retirementincomeok.com. Brett Wood and Mark Rosen, Retirement Income Strategies, Inc. are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.